Welcome back, everybody. We're back for season two of the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast. I'm your host, Eric Stenholm, here with my co-host, Joey Moore. We're back for season two. We're going to do four uh, division previews, two divisions each week um, over the course of the next four weeks before we finally get to that big day. That'll be uh, September 7th for the opener between the Chiefs and the Lions. We are pumped to be back. Today we're going to start with the AFC South and NFC South. Um, run through Joey's Jack and the Bum of the Week with some splendid candidates as always. I'll give you a couple season-long picks uh, for win total markets. Joey's got a good feels great baby. And then we'll close the pod with some other things that happened this week outside of football. But we got to start with this. The only man on the pod who can say this, Luke I am your father. Congratulations, Joey. Luke was born uh, July 22nd, 2023. Six pounds, seven ounces of football fan. Uh, we're, we're so excited. Uh, Jamie and I are for, uh, for you and Kayla. And man, from what we were talking about before the pod, it's been a whirlwind couple weeks for you guys, huh? It's been wild. It's been um, <laughs> the greatest blessing. It's also been just... Uh, completely, completely world turns upside down. Um, Mm -hmm. Kayla's been an absolute rock star for two and a half weeks. Well, I guess you could say nine plus months, but, um, (laughs) yeah, it's, uh, he's, he's the cutest baby I've ever seen. And, uh, he eats, sleeps and poops all the time and, and, uh, he's doing really well. So that's exciting. And, uh, yeah, first, uh. We watched the Hall of Fame game together, so I think... <laughs> He's already yeah, got that he, uh, one out of the way. Uh, don't know if that'll make him a football fan, but we got, you know, got some preseason this week, next couple of weeks, and then uh, first season. Um, BDE, Eric. Big Dad Energy. That's what it's about. Um, You're bringing the BDE yeah. to this podcast each and every week going forward. Congratulations, my friend, and uh, we'll definitely be... Uh, checking in on Luke's football fan journey uh, as he, you know, finds out that his dad is a famous podcaster. Might, might take him a little time to to figure that out, but uh, you know, he, I don't again. know. He but, uh, he might not be allowed to have a phone until he's nineteen years old. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. You guys might go full, you know, homeschool Amish. You never I read know. something you, that you the Amish know. people, you know, they're healthy and you know they don't, you know, who knows? Probably not. Probably not doing that. <laughs> I was raised almost Amish. Oh, like uh, parents, we had no TV, no nothing. Like weekdays, so like you know, probably when I got to college, they said, "Oh, you're on your own." And that's probably why you know, as you know, at East Bay, you know, I just I drive all the way to school and uh, just eat the breakfast and not go to class because mm-hmm. I was like, I have so much yeah, freedom. That sounds about right. I'd be like, man, he really is in the student union, watching Sports Center and playing pool all the time. Yeah. He loves that that five dollar breakfast they got at the student union. That was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. But anyways, a lot of bacon on your plate. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's get started with a couple previews of the AFC and NFC South. We want to work our way up, so we're going to start with those two. I was going to say, I, I think that we're think, starting with the South for a reason because. Uh, yeah. We're working our way to the top. We're going to end the as they'd say. Yes, the the two middest divisions in the NFL. Um, I think next week we're going to do the two um, AFs. We're going to do the Easts next week. And then after that, we're going to do the AFC North and the um, and the 
AFC West so that on that final pod we can do my beloved NFC North and your beloved NFC West. And we'll hopefully have Evan on that podcast so we can get, you know, a couple of the Seahawks perspective, the 49ers perspective, the Vikings. Yeah. He he big timed us this week. He said he wants to be the Joe Webb of the podcast. He coded the podcast. I don't know what color code it is, Evan, but he coded (laughs) We'll see if he returns for that big pod the week before the season. I think what we'll do that week is we'll do uh, NFC North, NFC West, and then season predictions, you know, Super Bowl, MVP, all that stuff uh, as we get towards week one. Um, Let's start with the AFC. Um, The South last year was kind of a tire fire after a decent start. Uh, for both the Titans and Colts, they ended the season on uh, seven-game losing streaks each, and it allowed Jacksonville to come out of nowhere and Trevor Lawrence kind of take that next step, and they won the division with a 9-8 and eight record. So uh, we're going to start with Jacksonville as they won the division last year, and they have the highest um, over-under win total this year. I was pretty shocked to see it's listed at over-under 9.5, but the over is minus 185. A lot of places will have over-under 10 at around even odds. So it seems like the consensus is Jacksonville is going to be significantly better than they were last year when they went 9-8, and eight, albeit with a very good point differential. But um, let's take a look at their 2022 before we dive into what we expect from Jacksonville here in 2023. Um, so last year they went 9-8. and eight. Uh, They retained head coach uh, Doug Peterson, quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Last year they were 10th in offense, 12th in defense. Um, obviously they get the gambling uh, Calvin Ridley back this year after his exploits last year kept kept him off the field. Um, But it looks like they're going to kind of bring the core back from last year on the offense with Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, uh, Travis Etienne, and then they're adding one of the best names in the entire draft, Tank Bigsby, (laughs) to their offense. Just a tremendous name. Um, Last year they had some good turnover luck, so I'm looking for a little bit of regression from that offense this year. and then on the defense, you know, another team that was incredibly lucky. Uh, as I was going through, you were telling me you bought these Athlon previews, these uh, Lindy previews. I always get those every year, and I, I had to go through them again uh, this year, as I always I used, do. You know, I've been, buying them, for, I'm sorry, been buying them for so long. I remember when they were uh, eight or nine bucks. They're now thirteen bucks out here. Um, yeah, thirteen ninety nine. What's Could going on? Could not believe that. Those, yeah, they were always. You give a ten dollar bill, and you get exactly back and you exactly. Get magazine, but yeah. Now look at us. Um, But the big takeaway for me in that one was they were 12th in scoring defense, but 24th in yards. So that seems like a team that could regress. Um, Not a ton of impact guys on defense. I didn't really think Trayvon Walker was, you know, number one pick material last year. He was okay. uh, But the secondary was... Shout out Trent Bulky. I don't think think Bulky really... You thought he was going to be the next Alden Smith. But Alden Smith is uh, one of one. I love that guy. Yes. So, you know, all that to say, I took a look at their schedule. I have them pegged, and you're probably going to disagree with this. I have them pegged as division champions at 8-9 and nine with a losing record. So after looking at the Jags, That's what close. are your thoughts heading I have them winning the division, but I have them going 9-8. and eight. Like the same as so last year. So same as last year. Because they, yeah. I mean, congratulations, you get a first place schedule. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they got, luckily they have Kansas City and Buffalo at home. Uh, See, when I look at those, though, and I Cincinnati always go, well, at home. if it was on the road, it's a guaranteed loss. They have they have Kansas you know, City, but Buffalo, now that it's at and home, it's like, Cincinnati at home? How'd that happen? You get all those guys at home? 
Yeah, and I think that's part of the reason that I have them so low is other than, you know, when they play the Texans and Colts, they're not really going to have tap-in home games, you know, this entire season. So as I was looking through it, I was like, I don't know how you get them over nine. Well, they also play the NFC So I think, you know, which does help. Yeah. But you look at last year at the NFC South, and we'll get to that in a minute, but all of those teams finished 7 and 10 or better. So it's not exactly like the scrubbiest of scrub divisions, and I do think there's some improvements from some teams there. But what I was looking at with the Jags is I just don't see enough that they did this offseason to jump from that team that you know stormed back and defeated the, the Chargers in that wild card game. I don't see them I think- you know, going into Arrowhead and challenging Mahomes. Yeah, I see them finishing fourth in the AFC based on division champ and getting. Honestly, I could see them getting a first round, a wild card exit. I mean, do the same thing. They get a home game, but probably instead of getting the Chargers, you get like. Maybe you get the Ravens. Maybe you get. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you get Aaron Rodgers and the Jets or Buffalo if the Jets win the division. Miami, like, you know, I. It's going to be a yeah, good team. Yeah, it's going to be a good team, and, and they damn nearly – I mean, they should have lost. They should have lost last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I do give them credit. They did fight against uh, Kansas City in Kansas City in the divisional round. It wasn't a pushover game there. But, yeah, I mean, I think they're the best team on paper in the division, so I, I predict them going at least 4-2 and two, and then them playing the, the NFC South. I, I, I think they're better than, than every team in the NFC South. So, I mean – at least, yeah. Yeah, in their divisional games and their interconference games, that could be enough to get them to eight or nine wins right there alone. They could go, you know, five and one in the division, four and zero oh when they play the NFC South, and then lose. I mean, I think their division still sucks. probably win the division. That's why we're starting with them. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Calvin really should. Yeah, I mean, I'd I think their offense should be really good. Evan Ingram was a was a godsend for them last year. Him and Trevor Lawrence really seemed to click Calvin Ridley. Mm -hmm. um, I'd bet on him if I was a a betting man. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He clearly is. Um, They have the other Josh Allen. I think he's, I think he's their best pass rusher. Unlike uh, we were talking about Trevon Walker. Um, Yeah, I I think they're good. I think Doug Peterson helps a lot. I think Trevor Lawrence will be even better. Um, Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I mean, just simply, you just He's simply look weapons. at him compared to everyone else in that division. I think C.J. Stroud is. I'm a good person. I'm not going to say he's going to be a complete bust before he plays a game, but I I don't have a lot. I was not a high on him. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony Richardson will take some time. I would have drafted him first overall if I was Carolina, but I, I think the Colts are a tire fire and and Tennessee. Who knows what they are? I. I Tennessee has Derrick Henry and a bunch of nothing. Actually, they have pretty good defense. But <laughs> offensively, I mean, they cratered last year losing A.J. Brown and and uh, um So we got yeah, we got the we got Jacksonville both winning the division. I have them with a losing record eight and nine, but still getting there. You had nine and eight. You said Tennessee last year, um, you know. I mean, the the big storyline for me was they were seven and three, and they were sitting pretty in the division, and people were saying, "Man, I Mike was Rabel, The I remember we did a podcast, and I had them pretty I mean, high in the power rankings, and then I think they lost like I seven mean, straight after that. Yeah, they finished on a seven game losing streak. I mean, there was a one point where 
people forget in 2021 they were the number one seed in the AFC it wasn't the Chiefs it wasn't the Bengals it wasn't the Bills it was the Tennessee Titans and then they started last year seven and three and we're saying man Vrabel is one of the three or four best coaches in the NFL year after year this team is just always there with how good he builds the defense and then after looking at the numbers I mean the defense was fine in those final seven they're games. good the offense I mean, fell off a cliff would be an understatement. So they're going to lean, I mean, insanely heavily on poor Derrick Henry, who's, I mean, this has got to be towards the end of his career with, like, how much run he's gotten in the last five seasons. I mean, every year. He doesn't really miss many games. He just totes the rock 30 times a game, and he's wearing down. But they're going to rely heavily on him. Um they have a rookie running back, uh, Ty J. Spears, who's supposed to be a bit of a burner. So it'll be interesting to see if he kind of gives them a different element out of the backfield. But I they mean, they completely redid their offense all over the too. place. They mm-hmm. cut Taylor Lewan. Yeah, they're gonna. That's what I did see. Um, yeah, that that they need. I mean, some dynamism from that offensive line if they're going to do anything, because obviously they want to be road graders with that running game. But you probably got to protect either a young you know, Will Levis or an older Ryan Tannehill perfectly to have any chance given the weapons that they have. I mean, the weapons are as scarce as they are. Traylon Burks was uh, not NFL. what they thought they, they were getting. They tried to replace A.J. Brown with I mean, him, and then it didn't work. He's the one. That's what's scary is Traylon Burks. I mean, decent player. I, I would take him as the Vikings, like, wide receiver three or four. But if that's your one that is a major problem. And then I guess there's a lot of hype around the tight end. Uh, Okonkwo, who's supposed to be this fantasy darling who's going to get a ton of targets this year. But I think that's mostly that there's no one else to throw to. So, I mean, they're going to rely super heavy on the defense. Last year they were 28th on offense, 13th on defense. And that 13th on defense was actually pretty unlucky. Um, they ended up, I believe, 6th in yards. I don't know uh, why. 1st in runs, run yards. Is total defense counted by yards or points? Uh, so points is what I'm giving. So 28th in offensive points, 13th in defensive points. But they were number one in uh, rushing yardage allowed. Yeah. So they allowed the least amount of rushing That's mostly yards Jeffrey of Simmons. any team in Jeffrey the league. Jeffrey Simmons is a baller. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of the best players in, in the whole league. I mean, they got dynamic players at all levels on the defense. They got Simmons, and then they just got your guy, Al Shire. Uh, they have Bayard. Um, yeah, As Kevin Byard's uh, really one good. of their starting safeties. Yeah. He's a really good player. And then Arden Key signed with them in the offseason. So it's like, it's going to be a good defense. But I guess if you're Vrabel, do you pull the plug on Tannehill early in the, the season? The problem is Malik Willis uh, had a quick uh, cup of coffee last year and looked uh, inept. Um <laughs> As inept as it gets, uh, he's Will Levis, buried uh, as the three. You know what's crazy is I haven't heard nothing from him. Like I know he fell mm. to the the second round, right? He's a second rounder, and uh, yeah, like you, I've seen on TV like oh, obviously Bryce Young, C.J. Shroud, Anthony Richardson, obviously deservedly so, but like Will Levis was a guy, and like I haven't heard nothing from. Like is he doing well? Is he doing terrible in camp? I mean, I mean if Malik Willis got games last year because of Tannehill, like, I mean, you'd think Will Levis, I mean, as a prospect, Will Levis is is much more pro-prospect-ish oh. than Malik Willis. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I yeah. I, I was, I was drinking think- the Tennessee Kool-Aid so hard last year, and uh, this year, oh, they did me, they did me dirty. I don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think they go like six them. and 11. 
Yeah, I have them at seven and ten. Uh, their over under is set at seven and a half wins. Um, they're plus four fifty to win the division. Some people are saying, "Hey, take the stability, take the coach who's been year in year out, you know, really good for Tennessee." I I just don't see it with what they have on offense. I think they probably give Tannehill more run than people are expecting. I think they give him the job week one and probably through almost the entirety of the season unless it's just a total tire fire at the beginning then maybe they throw levis into the fire but you know they i actually, can see this unraveling kind of like last year i'm just looking at their schedule they don't actually have a too difficult of a schedule mm-hmm. um that's why i have them at seven and ten i think this is, had falling off a cliff potential but the schedule is a little bit of a, a floor yeah, like I just looked at the Jaguars. Like, the, why did I mean? I know the Jaguars finished first, but like, I mean, Tennessee finished second. The Jaguars look like they have a, the gauntlet, and Tennessee's got well. Tennessee they look they play the North too, so they get the Bengals also. Um, but no Buffalo, no Kansas City. They get Miami. Yeah, replace Buffalo and Kansas City with the Chargers and the Dolphins. I mean, that's a big drop off. So. Um. You know, Tennessee may have a path there, especially. I mean, I have them finishing only one game back in the division. I think it's going to be like that. I think um, it's going to be four teams within like three games. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. I don't think the ceiling is very high for this division. Um, One thing that I will predict though is our next team, Houston. Um, Their over under is set at six and a half. They're eight to one to win the division. Um, I actually have them finishing ahead of Indianapolis, despite um, the Vegas prediction saying that Indianapolis should finish third. I got Houston finishing third. I got them going six and eleven. Uh, your boy D'Amico Ryan's one of your favorite assistant coaches in the history of the 49ers. Your guy, we've been stumping for him on this podcast since we started. I'm glad to see that he got uh, not only a, a head coaching job, but a head coaching job at a team where he was already, you know, a legend when he was a player. So good to see him, you know, land with that job. He got a very long term contract, and he's coming in to a team that has zero expectations. 30th in offense, 27th in defense last year. Nowhere to go but up. Um, I'm I'm thinking six and eleven just because the schedule is relatively easy, and this is a coach who is going to demand full effort in every game. And I, you know, you would think in the NFL that wouldn't be a thing, but I mean, we saw plenty of teams last year that folded down the stretch, and that's not going to happen with a D'Amico Ryan's team. Yeah, shout out to D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, saw you at Edgewood, Tahoe. You don't know that, um, but I saw you. <laughs> I was a good person and didn't act like a total creep. Because you were with your family, but uh, uh, yeah, no, I I think D'Amico is a is a star. Um, I think I think they go five and twelve. I I just think they are their roster is terrible. Um, I'm not a huge CJ Shroud guy. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, they also got Jimmy Ward from the Niners, solid you know vet vet guy, <laughs> you know. Uh, so here, here's what they're lining up on offense. Stroud. I think their number one receiver, one if I'm starter. correct, is Robert Woods. That's correct. Who is coming off That's of not several great. major injuries? I mean, okay, so they'll have Damian Pierce, who fantasy wise was pretty decent last year because he got the ball a lot. Rate wise, terrible last year. Like one of the worst <laughs> running backs in the NFL. Granted, he's behind a bad offensive line, but Devin Singletary signed there. Dalton Schultz. I mean, it is. They're not Dalton surrounding CJ Stroud with much. Yeah, Robert Woods is the one. Mm. Big problem. Big problem. Um, 
So that my question after looking at their roster was, what is success in 2022? I think six and eleven is success. I honestly I think, think a lot like when isn't, but. Kyle Shanahan came here like the first year in 2017. Um, I think the Niners started zero and ten or zero and nine, but like you could tell like the weed out the people who just either don't love football or like just suck. Um, that's the goal for D'Amico. Like, like, yes, I think culture is a little bit overrated sometimes, but I think yeah. with the Texans right now, I think with him, I think it's, um, instill something, whatever your thing is. I know he's got yes. all the shirts. His big thing with the Niners was, you know, the swarm mentality. I've seen the Texans wear like join the swarm t-shirts and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just get get identify guys who fit your scheme, who fit your culture, who fit your mentality. Like, you're not going to win a lot of games. You're just not. Um, He's bringing some of that SF mentality with him, as you mentioned. Ward is coming over. Uh, Ridgeway is coming over. Number three pick, Will Anderson. Robert I Woods is a solid vet guy. He's been around. You know, he'd like yeah, those yeah, those guys. Bowl. Like, find those guys. You know. Um, just start to build something. I, you know, I can't quantify it like with numbers. It's not going to be with wins, but um, mm-hmm. see what you got in CJ Stroud. Which again, I'm not here to crap on the guy. Yeah. I'm not. I, when we did our draft recap, I mean, I think we were all pretty stunned that he went number two overall. I mean, that was that was a big surprise to me when I watched him at Ohio State. I mean, I didn't see a guy that should be a top two pick in the NFL draft. I thought he would go top fifteen or so, but. I mean, <laughs> if he was placed in a perfect situation, maybe it could work out. But he has almost nothing to work with in his first season. So and they uh, just lost their tackle there for D'Amico Ryan's. Yes, yeah, one I of mean, them. He, <laughs> it is not going to be a good situation in Houston in terms of wins and losses. But I don't think that's what this season is about. Houston's been a tire fire since Bill O'Brien left. Let's just be completely. I think honest it's pretty cool it. that D'Amico on first, down. Like you were saying, first gig is is Houston where he. I think he met his wife there too. His wife's from there. Like that helps a lot when you're invested. When you're invested in the when you're invested in the city, the team, everything. I I hope they do well. Um, yeah, and I think they will. I think I like. I agree with you. I think they're the going to be better than the Colts. I think the Colts are a dumpster fire. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let's move to the Colts. They're over under also set at six and a half, um, but they're only five to one to win the division. There are some people who are really high on Anthony Richardson. I'm one of them. Ceiling. Just not this year. From from yeah. From what I hear, though, I mean Minshew may have the inside track to starting Week One, which is a bit of a surprise. I think you know if you take a guy as high as they took Richardson, you would think he would start Week One. But let's go over 2022 first. Um, they were 30th on offense and 28th on defense. They also started the year decent. I mean, they were, I believe, four and five, and they were like tied for the lead in the division. Um, and then they just completely fell off a cliff as well. They lost their final seven games. I think they went 0 7 and 1 in their final eight games, including blowing a 33 point lead to the Vikings. Which, Merry Christmas. I mean, Merry Christmas. Yeah, that was a gift of all gifts to the Vikes. And we thank you, uh, <laughs> Matt Ryan and the Colts, for that. Um, but I mean, looking at that team, I mean, the offense, Zach Moss just went down. So now they're down to Jonathan Taylor, who may not Don't buy a Jonathan Taylor jersey with Ursay. Exactly. Deion Jackson right now is their running back. Shaq Leonard. Supposedly Kareem I Hunt bet my life in. he gets hurt sometime this season. 
Yeah, I mean, DeForest Buckner Shout out is DeForest probably Buckner. about... He's the only guy on that team right now that you would say is a blue chipper because it looks like Taylor and the, the owner at, at an impasse to where he may not even play this year. Shaq Leonard gets hurt all the time. I mean, it is not a good situation. Is Dwight Freeney right coming now. back? Robert comes from Peyton Manning? Are they coming? Are Reggie they coming? Wayne? Marvin Harrison? Dallas Clark? They ain't coming through that door. So I, I what I have heard is that Minshew has the inside track. I think you start Minshew. I think because this season is going to be such a tire fire from ownership on down with this whole Ursay versus Taylor thing that just started training camp off on the wrong foot. You really got to, if you start Richardson week one and it's a disaster, I mean, there may be no recovering from that. So I'm thinking this is one of those true, we don't see him in the NFL a lot these days, true punt seasons from Indianapolis. You know what's crazy though is like you say that, I agree with that. Like teams punt. But, like, they just drafted a quarterback. Like, what are you punting for? I don't – like, you draft another one? I, I don't – I think they're punting this year with the hopes that you can get you that. first pick and, like, trade it? has been – well, it's been this thing recently where quarterbacks in their second season in the NFL break out, and that's what they're looking for is next year to be the breakout. Like, Lawrence in year one, we forget about it now because you know he what? finished on you a know five-game what? I, winning streak. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. Urban Meyer does not count. <laughs> <laughs> okay, even look at, you know, Mahomes was MVP in his second season. You know who went 11-5 and five and started a home playoff game in his second season in the NFL? Mitch Trubisky, you know, Deshaun Watson. The list goes on and on. Second you know who year went 7-0 and, want, and so was think... like the best player in football? Brock Purdy, but whatever. <laughs> but I digress. No, I, I get it. I... Yeah, well... Speaking of the Colts, I'm going to change my next segment, but we'll get to that. I'm going to change my pick. <laughs> Yeah, so Colts, I got 4-13. and 13. I think it's an absolute dumpster yeah. fire this year. I think Shane Steichen, I mean, probably a bottom half coach at best. I just, I didn't really think that was much of a hire. I think it's probably a lateral move, if not a downgrade from Frank Reich. And, and you know, it's, it's definitely, you know, not good times in Indianapolis. That's a team I'm going to be looking to fade week in, week out. Um, especially with if, if Taylor's not playing and if, say, Shaq Leonard gets hurt or Buckner gets hurt, I mean, it could nosedive into a 2-15 and 15 situation. So um, not looking for much from Indy this year. Um, obviously, we started with the AFC South because that is probably the dreckiest division of all of them. We're going to move to the NFC South, which I think is a little bit more exciting. Um, obviously, we're working our way up to the big divisions, but we got to start with New Orleans here. I have New Orleans uh, winning the division pretty comfortably at nine and eight. Um, I think they have the possibility to go ten and seven or eleven and six if everything goes right. Obviously, you know, bringing in Carr is the biggest storyline of the off season there. But Dennis Allen's still the head coach and has not had much success at the NFL level. So, uh, twenty twenty two, they were twenty second on offense with a mostly, um, you know. Taysom, Taysom Hill, uh, Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton-led offense. Not a great situation, but they were ninth in defense last year, um, and I think their ceiling is still that high this year. I think they're going to be a top-10 defense yet again. Um, obviously, Carr's a clear improvement from Dalton. they got weapons all over the place. Um, Olave, Michael Thomas, if he stays healthy. Alvin Kamara, when he comes back from suspension. Adding Jamal Williams, huge I think that's like the ultimate number two running back in the NFL Team right guy. now. So locker ever, room guy, yeah, glue guy. I mean, the ultimate. I saw this video of him uh, checking out Pokemon cards with one of the fans at training camp. I'm like, love that. Dude. He was a he was a hit on hard you knocks. Know, top, 
he's just one of those guys that you everyone in the NFL roots for. So good signing there. And then on defense, they're just simply elite. They allowed 184 passing yards a game last year. Um, and they only had seven picks, which was the least in the NFL of any team. Obviously, that's going to regress to the mean this year. So uh, to finish ninth in total defense, only having seven picks, I think they're going to be phenomenal again this year. So I have them winning the division pretty handily, uh, but 9-8 and eight just because the division itself is relatively weak and they do play uh, what I think is a relatively challenging schedule. What do you have New Orleans finishing at in 2023? I am not as high on them as I was last year. I thought last year they were going to win 10-plus games. I was pretty high on them. Mm-hmm. Um, I have them going 8-9 and nine and finishing second. Um in the in the division. interesting, and I think I know who you're going to have one in the division, but we'll get to them in a minute. So you're saying eight and nine? You think I, maybe Carr in his? I'm not as high on Derek Carr as I as used to be. I think for whatever reason, like yeah, Kamara's now suspended. He, you know, Michael Thomas. I'm okay. <laughs> like you have to assume exactly. He's not playing, like, that's, right? that's my point. I just he's not playing until I see him play. Um. I think their defense is really good, really good. Uh, but I just don't think they're going to score enough. I Dennis Allen is not Sean Payton. I, <laughs> I I think I think they're they should have been better last year, and the fact that they weren't makes me think that they're just not as good as I think they are. And um, yeah, I think health is a huge concern. I think yeah, you know, I I I just. Yeah, I was I was hurt by them last year, and I'm taking it into this year. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, you got eight and nine. I got nine and eight. Um, the next team we're going to go with is the Carolina Panthers. They're over under set at seven and a half wins. Um, they're plus three twenty five to win the division. Last year uh, they were seven and ten. Uh, they finished twentieth in total offense, nineteenth in total defense. Um, added Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen, uh, DJ Chark, Hayden Hurst. Uh, they lost DJ Moore, which obviously is is crushing for them. I look at their offense and I see you know some aging weapons around their rookie QB Bryce Young. They need a breakout from him uh, and that rookie wide receiver Jonathan Mingo, and then a decent defense in twenty twenty two. They added Von Bell and Shy Tuttle. Uh, they need a huge boost from their DC um, Ejiro Avero, who was a head coaching candidate last year. He's going to be head coaching candidate. For many years to come, he did. He worked wonders with just a tire fire situation in Denver last year. So I think he'll be a head coach sooner rather than later. But um, I think the growing pains with a rookie quarterback and then a, an aging offensive roster. I have them going seven and ten this year. Are you going to go in a different direction here? Yep, I got them going nine and eight and winning the division. Wow. Okay. We need this. We need a disagreement. I think they're really make good. your case. Like I think they, I think okay. last year, I think Brian Burns on defense is a stud. I think as you, Evero, terrible pronounce his name, but mm-hmm. I think he's really good. I think he did a fantastic job with Denver, like he did in the tire fire. I think Bryce Young is is the best quarterback in the division, which is crazy. Being a rookie, I haven't seen him play. <laughs> I wasn't even that high on him coming out of college, but I think he's the best mm-hmm. best guy in the in the division. I love what they did with, you know, like you said, Adam Thielen. Um, I think their offensive line is decent. And, and yeah, I, I think Frank Wright is an upgrade. I, 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 Definitely I, an upgrade. I love Carolina. I think they're really good. 
um, compared to the division. Um, I think it'll be between them and, and, and New Orleans, but um, mm. I think Carolina's defense is is is, uh, is going to take them to the top. Yeah, I, I agree that their defense definitely has another gear that they can find, especially with if I mean if Burns gets even better than he was last year, that's possible defensive player of the year candidate. So um, the, there's a high ceiling there. I just think with the offense, the floor is relatively low given they don't have a DJ Moore now. They had to give him up to get that number one overall pick. So I think you know Young has to be 90% of his max potential in year one for them to win the division. But I mean, you're high on him. I love it. I think that could be a decent flyer pick at plus 325 to win an albeit very weakened NFC South. I kind of like that. Um, We'll see when we get to my picks if that makes it. Um, I'm definitely fading Atlanta. That's our next team. I mean, the reason that I think you're kind of optimistic on Carolina and I am optimistic on New Orleans is because we're a little pessimistic relative to the market on Atlanta. Their over-under is set at 8.5. That's high. Um, They're plus 2. Very high. That's plus 225 to win the division, which I also thought was extremely high. Uh, last year they went 7-10. and 10. This year they're projected to go 6-11 uh, and 11 according to my breakdown. Um, you know, I mean, Smith and Ritter, it's not exactly, you know, an elite QB coach combo. Um, 15th in offense, 23rd in defense last year. I was surprised that they were 15th in offense given the quarterback play that they got last year from Mariota and Ritter, um, but it all came from rushing. They ran you know, the ball. Obviously, really. they were the number two. Yeah, number two rushing attack in 2022, as you remember with their early season victory oh, over the they Niners. Ran the I mean, the they building. ran the ball. Yeah, and then they add Bijan Robinson, who may go number two, number three overall in people's fantasy drafts as a rookie because. Arthur Smith loves to run the ball. This is the best running back to come out of college in probably two or three years. Um, this is going to be an electric running game yet again. They have Algier and Cordero Patterson. So, I mean, even if Robinson doesn't reach the potential that people think that he's going to show in year one, they have two great running backs after that. Um Obviously, I think the reason that I'm fading them is the defense was a weak unit. They added some older players and some suspect players like Okuda, who has, of course, already been hurt. Um, but, like, we don't know what Ritter, Pitts, and London are. I mean, Ritter Oh, I know is what okay. Kyle Pitts is. I've taken Pitts. him, like, feels like every year in fantasy since he's been in the league, and he's been absolutely average. Yeah. We were told that this was the oh, next Gronk. Oh, he was, know, next was the next Gronk. Oh, just combine was Vernon Davis-esque? No. Nope. Yeah. And yeah. don't tell me don't Travis tell Kelsey. me it was Mariota. Don't tell me it was an aging Matt Ryan or whoever the hell's been throwing the ball. Yeah. Pitts has been a disappointment and then I mean adding Calais Campbell, David Onyemata, Okuda who's already hurt, Bud Dupree. I mean, these are all old dudes or in Okuda's case, guy who always gets hurt or has underperformed. Uh, you know, they were a weak defense last year, 23rd in the league. Can they get to top 15? And I believe this year? they I were like so. uh, all time horrendous uh, pass defense. Yes. Yeah. They were torched all year. And then if you listen to that group, I just uh, listed off of the players. <laughs> None of them were in the secondary. Defensive line, defensive line, corner who's hurt, defensive line. So it's like. The cor- the Didn't they? Yeah, they're like AJ Terrell. Improved. I mean, he's decent, but yeah, everyone else is mid. Yeah, and, and they were historically bad last year playing the NFC South, which, yes, there was Tom Brady, but I mean, it was there a lot was of Tom Wilson. Brady. It was a lot of Sam Darnold. 
There was 45-year-old yeah, <laughs> whatever that was. <laughs> it was technically Tom Brady. So I have them at 6-11, and 11, but with their over-under over being 8.5, that is a hammer to the under for me, and that's going to make my picks later. Um, I think you agree with me on that. Atlanta fading is probably yeah, the play this Atlanta year. Sucks. Yeah, sucks. <laughs> That's yeah. my expert opinion. <laughs> trusting, I mean, trusting a team to Ritter, very curious choice um, in a year where there were quite a few quarterbacks available, uh, and they went with They the are Robinson in the Caleb eight. Williams tank, tankathon. <laughs> As, As are the are next team. The, the next team in our list, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Adios, the, Tom Brady. The, uh, the Tampa Bay, o- the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> they are going to entrust Todd Bowles and Baker Mayfield. Is this the most irrelevant, the most no one cares on QB competition in the history of training camp, if I've ever seen one? <laughs> Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask, no thank you. <laughs> if you win that one, did you really <laughs> win? I mean, you're just going to get the absolute shit kicked out of you. Granted, you have some decent um, targets to throw to, but... I digress. 25th in offense last year, despite having the greatest player in the history of the NFL leading the attack, 15th in defense. Uh, they're over under 6.5, to 8-1 to win the division. So Mayfield replaces Tom Brady. Um, Chase Edmonds replaces uh, Fournette. You got aging elite players like Evans, Godwin, Werfs, and Jensen who all are reaching towards the end of their career or, in Werfs' case, very injured. Um, and then the defense, aging but surprisingly elite roster. So this is why I have them going 5-12, and 12, just slightly under their over-under. I thought that, you know, after looking at their roster, hey, maybe they could, if everyone stays healthy, compete in this division, given that they still have, you know, Vita Vea, Shaq Barrett, Levante David. You know, they got White, they got Winfield. <laughs> These are old dudes, man. So well, as, I have them going 5-12. As you five can and 12. Uh, see, they're going to get uh, railed week one um, by the <laughs> – at yeah. Minnesota. Para, no, I think Tampa Bay sucks. I think Tampa Bay gets the number one pick, and I think Kayla Williams is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Really? Wow. Okay, I have them 5-12. You like must two have them around 2-15. and 15. Wow. That Okay, so you're expecting a huge suck. drop-off. And I, I, I like that as well, just because Bowles is not the guy to lead a team like this. I mean, he barely got Tom Brady uh, just, to the playoffs. Just, it, honestly, <laughs> you know, you have like the Texans that might be about – ish roster wise maybe i don't know right but i just feel like the more there are better vibes with with houston mm-hmm. tampa bay's stuff was weird last year like i know brady's 45 you know it, he's getting older like it, it just you know i don't know i just i i feel like tampa is is like devin white requested a trade and then didn't get moved and mm-hmm. uh, i don't know I just, I think they suck. I think, I think honestly, I think them and the Rams, one and two. Wow, the two teams that went into the twenty twenty two season as the number one and number two expected records in the I, NFC. I, I'm not. You think they're going to battle? For I think Tampa Bay overall. is worse than the Rams. I think the Rams are better than Tampa, but just the same type of, like they're not a young team. Like they're not like the Texans. They're not like, you know. Even yeah, they're Indiana. not like building anything. Like they have, they have no future at quarterback. They're, they're no future at head coach. I mean, exactly. Just they, they, they're, they're, they're good players. Are not young. They're not. I, I just think, I just think if if they don't start, 
if they don't have like a very, you know, surprising start, I think just stuff gets sour and it just festers all year. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what are they going to ba- so Baker Mayfield going to lead them out of the trenches? I don't think so. <laughs> you are all over under six, six and, and, a and a half, half. In Tampa Bay this year. Like quarters or like games? <laughs> under Over under six and a half points? No, no, no. Six and a half wins. So there's your um, AFC and NFC South previews. Uh, I have uh, New Orleans and Jacksonville winning the divisions and none of the other teams making the playoffs. Joey has Carolina surprisingly winning the NFC South and then Jacksonville yeah, no one, no one else winning it. the AFC South. Yeah, no whips. This is the division that... Probably going to be the four seed in both conferences. So um, I would think next week. But that's we'll be why we play with, the uh, games. That's why we play the games. Next week we'll be back with um, AFC and NFC East previews. Uh, so a little bit more dynamic there, given that there are going to be multiple playoff teams from each of those divisions. Um, let's go over to Joey's Jack and the Bum of the Week. As always, we got great candidates. Uh, there's never a dull moment in the sports world. Um, I'm going to give you a few here that I think will pique your interest. Big story in sports today, Orioles owner John Angelos, um, who is the John Fisher of the AL East, just a Nepo baby who inherited the team from his dad, never accomplished a thing in his life. His play-by-play announcer read off some stats about how the team had been struggling um, at Tropicana Field the last three seasons, but this year they're doing quite well at Tropicana Field. He was dismissed from the team, actually put on administrative leave, um, and then obviously like they're trying to figure out right now given all the negative publicity surrounding that um if they can get him back in the booth or if he's going to leave and sue really it's a crazy situation right now this happened yeah i was changing diaper this broadcast i was changing diaper wiping ass (laughs) yeah it's hard for you to stay up uh with all the sports news when you're getting up every two hours to change a diaper and feed a baby but um, this was kind of the big story in sports today was the owner essentially telling his play-by-play broadcaster, hey, if you don't say positive things about us, you're going to get shit-canned. And, man, the league has turned on the Orioles' ownership. In a season where the team is the number one seed in the AL and the best story in baseball, the owner just completely shits all over it. So he's a huge candidate for Jack and the Bum of the Week. Obviously, you got Jim Ursay with his whole situation throwing Jonathan Taylor under the bus. The dismantling of the Pac-12, a lot of people got to be held accountable for that. Uh, Tim Anderson, who <laughs> got the absolute shit rocked out of him by Jose Ramirez the other day uh, in a benches-clearing brawl there in Cleveland. And then uh, one that I want to throw in there last is the NFL Top 100 committee who gets to decide who the Top 100 players are in the NFL for that TV show every year. Justin Fields was quarterback eight and ranked number 86. Stupid. Ooh. Is he the is he the 86th best quarterback in the NFL? I know the, I'm going to get Is he in the top 100 of his draft, for this draft class? He's the 86th best player in the NFL despite He was ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Some, yes. A guy who I think you could make a decent argument was the worst quarterback in the NFL over the last two seasons. His career record is, is 5 and ranked. 20. I mean, he had a good last five or six weeks last year, especially fantasy-wise, but curious choice there. Um, but you're going to go uh, with it. <laughs> that is the players who have CTE doing the, uh, the voting. A little bit crazy there, but who are you going with for your uh, Jack I got, I got. Week? You uh, know what? I'm going to change it up. I got two. I got two. Okay. One is very opposite of what you put, 
and the other one is what I put. Mm. Let's go. Let's just start with uh, bum of the week out here on the West Coast, the Pac-12. You bums okay. have completely <laughs> just punted the football on everything that matters football-wise. I, I like. I I really just can't believe it. You know, USC, UCLA. You know, they had left to the, for the Big Ten. You know, earlier, but I, like, why? Like, I just like I, I've read that they couldn't get a TV deal. They had a TV deal with Apple. It didn't work out. I just, yeah, I feel like it all started with COVID. Like, we really started to see like what areas of the country really gave a shit about football, and the West Coast wasn't one of them. And. You know, people don't like to hear it, but the football program runs the entire athletic program at every school ever. Like, Conference of Champions, Pac-12, Conference of what? Badminton? Like, tennis? Like, who cares? Like, maybe they'll be Pac-12 champions of pickleball. You know, maybe you'd know. I know you're a big pickleball guy. You see it all over the TV now. It's a huge deal. Oh, yeah. Take it over the world. Fastest growing sport in America. If you want to see fat dudes like me tear their ACL, it's the sport for you. Fun fact, uh, Kayla's cousins have a pickleball net in their backyard. And one uh, holiday I was playing and I tried to jump over the net and didn't and missed and totally tripped and just ate it. Um, that's my pickleball experience. But but anyways, okay. yeah, I just it's I wish I I love college football. I've grown as I get older. I I. I love all kinds of football and college football being the second best, you know, league of football we have behind the NFL. I, the PAC 12 is what we had Stanford, Cal, you know, USC, UCLA. And, and it just clearly just fell behind, like just almost like, Oh, took it for granted. We have football. I don't know. Yeah. They're like, we're a power five conference. We got that. And it just, it just died. I mean, I remember watching, you know, you had either Aaron Rodgers, Marshawn Lynch at Cal. You had Christian McCaffrey, Andrew Luck at Stanford. I mean, USC, I mean, all of them. I mean, Matt Leiner, Reggie Bush, you know. Even Deion Sanders came to the Pac-12 and then was like, boop, we're going to the Big 12. Nope. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just, it just. I mean, going back to the, you know, 60s and 70s, it was the premier conference. You had UCLA, the greatest college athletics team of all time, the UCLA basketball teams of the late 60s and early 70s. All of that is gone now. Like, they're going to the Big Ten. It seems like Cal and Stanford may, I mean, there's rumors they may look at the ACC, which makes no sense. How does it even work? Scheduling. Yeah. Yeah, all these athletes are going to be flying across the country to go play Rutgers instead of playing, you know, a team right down the street. It's going to be wild, but kind of sad to see the Pac-12 demise. What's your your secondary? My secondary. Jack, the bum of the week. You I said guess you secondary. Got a see, one. you put Jim Irsay, but I got to go Jonathan Taylor. Whoa. Okay. Like, and I don't mean bum like bum human or like bum player, but I just mean bum. Like, understanding the situation. Like, it doesn't take you, me, or, like, anyone with, like, kind of an understanding of how the NFL works and contracts and your value. Like, he had a horrible year last year. I mean, he was probably the unanimous first overall pick in most fantasy leagues and I think had four touchdowns. I mean, terrible. And 
to, I mean, I know he wants an extension, but, and, and, and like, I get it. I, I get these players coming off get of paid. two all pro seasons and then one disappointing season. He thinks he has leverage he, and you're saying, he yeah, does. that's just my thing. Like, you know, I don't consider myself like an NFL know-it-all anything, but like, I, I do understand like who has value, who doesn't like as a running back. Like the problem is, is there's too many guys who are really good and mm-hmm. just he, like, he, I mean, I'm sure he said, I want to get traded. Like, I don't think that many teams are calling like, which means I don't think that many teams would sign him. I, I just, Mm-hmm. And it's gotten really sour with with Indianapolis. I I just think it reminds me very much of like Le'Veon Bell with Pittsburgh when he which, which blew, blew which he admittedly face. I think recently said I wish I never did that. And mm. yeah, I I think I mean I've seen Jonathan Taylor. I think we saw him on the Hard Knocks. Seems like a great guy. Seems like a good human. Everything. I just. It's gotten like in Jim Irsay's not, you know, take some of the blame, but I just think you have to know your value and running backs right now, for whatever reason, I think there's just, there's just too many of them. They're too, they're too good. Like so-and-so goes down. I mean, if the giants lost Saquon Barkley, which they're okay losing him, they just gave Daniel Jones, you know, 40 million a year. They're, they're okay losing Saquon Barkley. They think they can replace him. Like I think the Colts think they can replace Jonathan Taylor, and other teams know it. Mm-hmm. They just are looking to sign Kareem Hunt because they're like, "Hey, why pay Jonathan like it, Taylor fifteen million a year? Like, would you pay we him? Can pay like, Kareem honestly, Hunt would you pay him?" Guy. I mean, the Vikings have shown that they won't pay Dalvin Cook. I don't think they'd pay Jonathan Taylor either. I mean, nobody's going to pay. I think it takes a special guy. I think it to takes fifteen million. I don't want to say I wouldn't pay Christian McCaffrey because uh, I love that guy, but he's <laughs> he could be... be a receiver. Like same thing. I think Alvin yeah. Kamara. You know, if he doesn't punch guys in an elevator, like I think Alvin <laughs> Kamara is the same way. Like I think he could. I think he could essentially be a slot receiver. And mm-hmm. and same thing with Austin Eckler. Like these whole like you guys yes. go on the Zoom call like. The owners are laughing at you. They don't care about your Zoom call. Like, what mm. are you doing? I I don't know. I just... It's this whole thing, too. Like, with it happens in the NBA all the time. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm worth this. And it's just... Unfortunately, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it was a spectacular misreading of the room by Taylor to take this stance. It's, like, what's I the end game? I don't... Like, it. what... He's not. I don't think he's getting moved. He's doing it one year before the fifth year option, where I believe that's the year that Le'Veon Bell had his full season long holdout. So he's doing this a full year early. The Colts still obviously own his rights, not only this season but next season as well. It's a strange decision that he made, and I hope it pays off for him. But I mean, he probably looked at what this Colts season is going to look like and said, "Why burn the you know the rubber it's off?" It's just my that's the crazy thing is like of a season. The Chargers don't want to pay Eckler. The Colts don't want to pay Taylor. And then the crazy part is... Vikings didn't want to play Cook. The Philly didn't want to pay Miles Sanders. I mean, I think Miles Sanders is, you know, a tier, a couple tiers below the other guys. But and then no one wants him. I mean, that's the, they can't trade him. I mean, Jonathan Taylor was, you know, 
did he win offensive player of the year or was that somebody who his year? I, he may have. He definitely led the league in rushing and like was, the, and then like know, no one a, wants a candidate him. for MVP at one like, point. Like and this crazy thing is like. I don't think Justin Jefferson will have a year like Jonathan Taylor had last year, like where he just scores like three touchdowns and has like 600 yards. I don't think that happens. But if it mm. did, I think the Vikings could get a it lot matter. for him. <laughs> yeah. Like just with the running back, the Colt, I, I just, it, it is crazy. Cause you, I'm reading things like, how is this, how does it get fixed? How does it get fixed? I'm like, I don't think it gets fixed. Like mm. who, it just doesn't make sense. It's just like the, with the cap. Like mm-hmm. if there was no cap, oh, they'd pay him. Fine. Oh yeah. I mean, he backed himself into a corner, and he's. I mean, he's going to pay the price for it. It seems like. And the Colts. I mean, it's a it's a disaster season for them on all fronts right now. So, there you go, Jonathan Taylor and the leaders of the Pac-12, Joey's co Jack and the Bums of the week. Let's go to my you like that picks of the week. Last year I went thirty twenty and five. For a nice solid 600 winning percentage. Probably not going to reach those lofty heights this year, but let's give it a shot. I got two picks for you. Number one, Atlanta under 8.5, minus 110. Still available at most sports books around the country. Love that under right there. I just don't see Atlanta getting to nine wins. That seems like a lot for them to have a winning season with Ritter at quarterback and a lack of uh, talent on the defensive side of the ball. And then Indianapolis under six and a half plus one fifteen is available at the sports book I use. It's not widely available around the country, but you can get under six for plus money pretty much everywhere. Um, I give, especially given this Taylor situation right now, it's looking like one of those seasons where there's locker room strife. Um, they're playing in a bad division, which is the only risk to losing that bet because this is a team that put them in the AFC East or the you know the NFC East or you know NFC West. I think they could go. I don't know, two and fifteen, but in that division there is a little bit of worry that they could sneak in at you know seven and ten if Richardson really catches fire in his rookie season. But I love under six and a half plus one fifteen there. So there's your two uh, first picks of season two of the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast: Atlanta under eight and a half minus one ten, and Indy under six and a half plus one fifteen. Joey, it's time for your Feels Great Baby, your wildest take you feel best about currently. It's not a wild take this week because you feel great, baby, about something else. You're a new dad and you got some stories to share. Feels great, baby, to not get any sleep. No. Um, <laughs> that doesn't no, feel No, it, it's, been, it's been wild, like I said. Um, life-changing is an understatement. Um, it's a... Uh, yeah, I, I, it's it's crazy. I look at him, and I he looks. You know, when he was born, he looked exactly like her dad. But mm-hmm. as he is now a whopping like two and a half weeks old, he's starting to look like me, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it. Uh, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. It's not all uh, roses, peaches, and cream. Um, like I said, don't get any <laughs> sleep. But, um, yeah, it's uh. It's pretty cool. I look forward to when he can, you know, talk and hang out. I could just put him on the couch next to me and watch some football or something or <laughs> go get a burger. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it's been wild. Um, For right now, it's changing diapers and uh, feeding him every two hours and never getting more than nope. two consecutive hours of rest. Um, I do get more sleep than Kayla. Um, like I said, Kayla has been an absolute – 
Rockstar, she doesn't listen to this podcast because, uh, well, she, she she gave it a couple listens, but she's like, you know what? It's too much football for me. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, she's been... Um, she's been incredible. I, I, you know, obviously loved her before married her, but watching her be a mom is, feels like she was put on earth to do this, which is pretty crazy. But yeah, he's, uh, he's my, uh, little, uh, little big guy. So I like to say Kayla doesn't like that. I used to be like my little big guy. How's it going? Little big guy. I see. We named him Luke. Um, I call him Lukey. Um, I've always liked names with Y at the end or E. Like that's why mm-hmm. probably why I go by Joey. Um, so mm-hmm. I call him Lukey, which I never heard before, but I kind of like it. By the way, speaking of names, oh yeah, watch quarterback. Me and Joe Burrow not only have the same first name, we have the same middle name. Like, and he goes by Joey too. He's Joseph Lee Burrow. I'm Joseph Lee Moore, and he goes by Joey. I'm like, oh my god. You couldn't I was like, like him any more than you I was like, did. what do we got to do to get him here? <laughs> Let's get him on the pod. You know, clearly he has nothing better to do, living the life. He's of not life. busy. He's rehearsing his uh, calf strain. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give him a call. I'm, I'll I'll see if we can get him on. Yeah. No, it's been wild. It's wild. I, it's. What you said it was insane getting mail that's addressed to him. It like is. He got his social security card. Yeah, we got his social security card today, and it was it was it was his full name on the on the envelope. I'm like, that's what. Well, you know what is crazy is like the, you know, Kayla hasn't changed her name yet, um, so she's still got her uh, Kayla Loomer name. So when you're at the hospital, they go by the mom. So like he was Loomer everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, unfortunately he got sent to the NICU for a bit cause his blood sugar was pretty low, um, when he was born. So we, we, tr- he got transferred from the labor and do- delivery to the NICU and, uh, and the lady was taking down notes. They're like, Oh baby, uh, Luke. And, uh, they saw her name. So they called him Luke Loomer. And uh, I immediately was like, that's not his name. You better not put that on any official piece of paper whatsoever. That's not- yeah. Don't want to go through all the paperwork. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, honestly, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a normally anxious person to begin with. Being anxious about a baby is just like a, a hundred times worse. Like, if he doesn't <laughs> breathe right, or like... like Babies get the hiccups a lot, I guess. And he, he like, and I'm like, I'm like, (laughs) Kayla, has he got to the hospital? Like now? Like, is he okay? (laughs) Even one time, one time it, it, Kayla got a little nervous. We actually went to the doctor, um, uh, I think a week ago or something. Didn't have it scheduled, but just like she, she woke up and saw him and like, couldn't get out of her head that he wasn't okay. And we go to the hospital and the, or the doctor and they're like, yeah, he's fine. Um, <laughs> but like that stuff, like that's just crazy. Um, Oh my God. He goes through like four or five outfits a day. Cause he poops and pees. And <laughs> it's a lot of baby laundry. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just like, I'm just like, when does he start eating like 
regular food. Or like, when did he, I'm like, I'm already like, when does he talk? When does he like, <laughs> when does he? He's like three weeks old. You're like, come on, give us something. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't get like the, I'm, I'm pretty big on like positive reinforcement. Like I don't get any like, oh, I'm being a good dad. <laughs> like, it's just like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm doing this. And it's like, all right, he's not crying. It's either he's crying or he's not crying. Mm. And yeah, I just want him to be like, you know, like smile or something. Well, he does, but like, he. Mm-hmm. yeah, pretty wild, man. It is wild. It's pretty crazy. You know, I've known you since you were 18 and just chilling at the student union at Cal State East Bay. And now look at you. You're a dad. I can't believe it. Neither can I. Pretty freaking wild. The car seat's a whole other thing too. Like, do you assemble a car? Like, going anywhere is like, oh yeah, let's go, let's go to breakfast, let's go. Like, oh, like what about him? It's like, <laughs> like it's twenty five minutes just to get him the, in and out of the car. That's the thing. Car. Like it, we haven't done anything because it's like it's such a, it's such a deal to like, mm-hmm. whatever. We'll eventually get there. We had <laughs> we've done one thing. We had breakfast one time outside. Like, in case he, like, cried or anything, like, we're outside. We could just get up and leave if he mm-hmm. starts annoying people. Mm-hmm. You say he's not a cry. He's not. He's Honestly, chill, he's right? not. He, Like, we didn't know if he would be at the time, but, like, car, loves the car seat. Mm-hmm. Loves, he loves any anything that he's, like, wrapped up in. Like, but, like, you got to change him and, like, undress him. And then, like, when he's just got diaper on or something, it's, oh, it's, he's got some pipes. Like, and he's strong. Like, I don't know anything about babies, really, but, like, from the, like, the first thing I'd, like, Kayla told me, like, it's healthy for babies to cry when they're, like, born. So he gets, he gets born, right? I'm like, hmm, wild. Can't believe I just saw what I just saw. And then they, they kind of hold him up, almost like Lion King style. And, like, you hear, I'm not hearing nothing. I'm like, oh, my God, Kayla's gonna, like, lose it. And then, like, couple seconds pass by and then he starts just like wailing like (laughs) i'm like oh thank god oh he's okay and then they they put him in his like uh you know little bed thing they start doing some like just couple like checks i'm not even sure what they're checking for then they put him on the scale to like weigh him do his like height weight length everything Mm -hmm. and uh and i'm like putting my finger in his hand like just kind of like Hey, I'm dad. And like, uh, <laughs> you know, see, just kind of maybe calm him down at all if I can. And like grabs my finger and like this dude, by the way, giant hands, giant feet, long leg. Like he has no torso. That's why he had to be induced is like his stomach was really tiny. But like huh. everything else, he was in the at least the 80 percentile in in arms, legs and like. Wow. Talk about combine, like, wingspan. Yeah. Like, this dude's just mad. Like, he's massive. But, like, small torso. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> honestly, I saw it when he was born. That's the first thing I was looking for. I was like, I was like, even I saw it, like, wow, oh, my God. Like, he does have, like, gigantic arms and legs and hands. <laughs> I put my finger, like, between his hands, his tiny little hands. And he, like, grips it. And, like, like really, I'm like, wow. Like, you actually, like. I thought you were going to be like a bunch of mush, like Play-Doh or something. Like he like grabbed it and like, you know, really like, I was like, okay. We had like, we had his first doctor visit with a pediatrician, uh, 
like last week or something. And like, of course, we're just like, okay, be okay, be okay. Like, oh, this guy's, this guy's doing great. Like, they're like, mm-hmm. he's gonna have at least the like the phys- the physique of dad. Like, he's gonna be, this guy's gonna be an absolute unit. I'm like, oh, he's gonna be an athlete. I was just like, <laughs> Kayla's like, oh, I'm just glad he's healthy. I'm just like, oh my god, this guy's gonna be absolute unit. This guy's gonna be like tight end for the Niners. <laughs> he's gonna be like the number one center for the Sharks or something. <laughs> yeah, six four, two twenty, athletic. Yeah, I'm sure they said that about me, no, and then I good. turned out to be, you know, whatever this is. A big fan yeah. of the habit. Yeah, big fan of uh, of uh, McDonald's yeah. and In and Out and all those things. That's why when he wasn't eating, I was like, "Are you my kid? What's going on?" <laughs> and now he's eating oh my like crazy. God, and you're like, "That's my boy." Stop. Anyways, you're like, "When is this going to end?" Yeah, it, so. That's your feels great baby this week. I don't know. It I don't know if uh, I don't know if you and Jamie are looking for kids, but uh, it's wild ride, wild ride. Yeah, we've. Heard, I mean, it seems like a lot of our friends are in that mode right now. Uh, a couple of Jamie's friends from back home recently had kids, and it's like, you know, we keep hearing the stories, and we're like, man, you know, life has changed immediately and and permanently, and you're like. Good for you guys. We're we're not quite there yet, but maybe someday we'll. That's see. the best um, advice I could give. So, is like, make sure you're ready. Like, if you're not, don't have kids. Yes. Don't have kids. If you're not yep. ready, I'm not gonna say I was ready either. Absolutely. But Kayla was. But, <laughs> but Kayla now was. you are. <laughs> All right, let's close the pod. Uh, we don't want to keep people too long. A um, couple things that happened this week outside of football. Um, I was going to talk for a little bit about. I've worn my A's cell shirt to two different games, one in Denver when we were visiting Jamie's folks. Oh, you went to we one of those? To, uh, the A's in uh, Colorado? Went to, no, we went to Rocky's Yankees. Oh. Uh, we took her dad for Father's were Day. Were the A's in Colorado? Uh, we were got they, really or good the, seats. Was I watching the Giants? Yeah, the A's yeah, were, were as well. Okay. But we were there two weeks early. But So it's Yankees, Rockies, and I was one of the only people in the stadium wearing green. So a lot of people came up to me and were like, that was awesome. Can I take a picture You know, with you wearing your shirt? And I got a lot of like – you know, people talking to me about it. And then last week I went to A's Dodgers at Dodger Stadium, wore my shirt, and there was just dozens and dozens of A's fans there wearing that shirt that people were, you know, pulling aside to talk to. And I feel like this thing's got a little momentum. So I got to just just a quick shout-out to all the A's fans who are fighting right now because it seems like there's a little is bit it? of momentum. Like, honestly? Direction. Like, is there? I, th- I mean... Like, like meaning, the, like, like most recent- to stop them from moving? Yeah, tangibly, there is skepticism among the other MLB owners about um, John Fisher. I've heard the other owners and about, are pissed. Yeah, they are pissed about the A's getting preferential treatment from the league. They're also very skeptical about uh, Fisher's finances. He supposedly only has about three hundred and eighty million dollars when you know all of his you know m- money that's not tied up in the A's is taken into cons- uh, taken into account, and he's expected to front one point one billion for the Vegas uh, stadium that. Frankly, he doesn't have the money for. So momentum, I guess, has shifted a little bit towards the A's here. It's still more likely than not that they move to Vegas, but momentum shifting a little bit more towards the fans. So um, exciting to see that. Um, one other thing I wanted to talk about was Jamie and I got to do prices right. The That's other what day. Kayla said. We were in this. Kayla said, "Like you don't." We she's like, "You don't have." So, she's like, "You don't have social media anymore." But uh, Eric did prices right, and Kayla loves that show. <laughs> Yeah, it was an absolute blast. We didn't get selected to come on down, but oh, I damn. Mean, we sat front and center. Right I was going to tell middle. you, don't tell me because uh, I'm going to we watch it. But 
Yeah, it's coming. October 2nd is the episode that uh, we're going to be on. And I mean, I was on camera a million times where the camera's just pointing right at me. Right Do they really tell you, like, you got to give it, like, 100% like effort? Like, like, screen, oh, like that's what I... Like, Kayla wants to be on that show were, so bad, but I'm like, you couldn't be on it. Like, you're not happy. You're not this happy. These All these no. people look like they work at In-N-Out. <laughs> exactly. And that was the problem, was we were exhausted. Like, even before they started taping from how positive everyone is. Like, you have to do this fake, like, yeah, like, for, like, three hours. And it was just exhausting. Like, we fell asleep right when we got home, because it was really? just, like just mentally draining from being that positive and they i mean the, they're just like every time anything happens they're like get up out of your seat and just jump and shake your hands and scream and i was like good lord it was a lot of fun you know super high energy and drew carey seemed like the nicest guy he would come into the crowd and talk to everybody super fun um one of the cool things you get to do when you live in la is we have a day off of work let's go be on a game show so how does that even fun. work I didn't, I, um like you just she signed oh, up for okay. tickets like my parents, um, we did. Know, we weeks. were just in the crowd for uh, Jeopardy for a couple episodes. Uh, yeah, we did like that too. Years my ago, parents took and me and to but that I'm like, too. I didn't know how mm-hmm. that. I don't know how you just walk in. I my, I was too young to know. Um, cool. Yeah, I've done, I've done um, Jeopardy. I've done uh, the late night show with Craig Ferguson. I did Jimmy Kimmel. It's it's like so fun to just be in the audience for those. And then I was on that game yeah. show last year, which was fun. Yeah, it's been a lot of lot of fun since we moved because you can just kind of do that stuff. We're going to a couple comedy shows this week. Oh, really? Week. Like that's who? What you? Yeah, what you can do when you're. Well, one of them's improv, and then the other one is, um, you know, like a sh- we live by all these places, like the comedy store. Like we saw Tom Segura recently. Oh, we yeah. saw um, Bill Burr. You know, we it's they come here to L.A. to like workshop their material before they go on tour. So you always get cheap tickets. So that's a lot of fun. Um, so we've been we've been you know doing a lot of fun stuff this summer price is right was kind of the pinnacle of just like high energy insanity but it was super fun yeah Kayla loves that um and then one thing we both watch that we got to talk about this week obviously we're going to watch hard knocks later in the week, but johnny oh, football terrible hbo terrible hbo song <laughs> i tried to do it couldn't do it nope johnny football documentary came out on netflix today uh, I just watched it. It's kind of the continuation of Netflix's series on kind of fallen former athletes. So the most recent one was Manti Teo, which that one was awesome. I watched this one. I didn't think it was as good as the Manti Teo one. But, man, you came away from it with, like, a renewed love for Johnny Football and the legend he was at that time. Honestly, I just – I don't know I don't know why I love the sto- – I don't know. I'm not going to say I love him and, like, it's that much, but, like, the story that much – like, I don't know why I love it, but honestly, the part that stuck out to me the most was, like, the NIL part of it. Like, looking at him, like, what would be today. Like, how many people really right. did, like, just ride his stardom to so much financial – and he got none of it. And then not only get none of it, he got penalized for it. Mm-hmm. That was, like – because I, I don't want to say I was one of those people, like, oh, just keep the way college sports is, like, you know, just, like – you know, you are getting all this free ride stuff. But then I really was like, how much money are you guys making off of this guy? And like, you know, whether it was him, <laughs> like, like Cam Newton, Tim sold. Tebow, Reggie Bush, like how much money are you guys making? And like I watch him and like, you know, yeah, I, I don't know. He, 
Yeah, the the part that really got me too was the part his agent was talking about. I'm like, oh my god. He's like, dude, just freaking get to the combine. He's like, just get to the just get to the draft. Like, can you stop drinking for like one day? He's like, nope, can't. Win or lose, we yeah, win or we lose, we booze. The, we took him to the hotel room and we made him drink like six gallons of Pedialyte to hopefully flush his system so he could pass a drug test. I'm like, that is somebody who's like. The agent was like, "Just get him to the draft so that I can get this check and get the hell." You know what's crazy like, though is that when, like when you heard him go to the combine and the and his agent said like he crushed the interviews. Like, I that I was like, "How did he crush the interviews?" Like he said he, I mean, clearly he said he never watched film. Like he was like <laughs> hammered the night before, probably. I don't know. It's just like, what a guy. That was insane that the Browns were like, his iPad usage was yeah. 0.0. Like, he did not watch one minute of film and was, in the week. It was crazy that he said he was start. cut. Was like, he was like the happiest he had been in a while, the fact he was cut. He didn't have to go to practice. He, did you see at the beginning he was saying Brett Favre was kind of who he modeled it makes sense. after? And then in a few of those pictures where they show him like drunk with Drake at a bar or whatever, or at a nightclub, he's like wearing an old Atlanta Falcons, Brett Favre Jersey. I'm like, the dude was Favre, but without the talent, like without the top end arm is like, he just goes out there not knowing the playbook, not watching film and is just like sling it. And he just, he didn't have the talent and the wherewithal to make it in the league. But I mean, exciting as hell to watch. It was nuts, man. That documentary. He's one of the, he, I mean, really interesting. If you really think about it, you. I was watching it, thinking about like, where is he really like on top, like college football players of all time? I mean, he's up there. Yeah, I think he's still beneath like Tebow for sure. Like if I had to rank uh, mine, given that he, like t- yeah. I, I, in no particular order, like Tebow, Reggie Bush, Vince Young, Cam Newton. Johnny football. You know, if you have to go, if you have to go literal, like best college football player you've ever seen, I would go. I, yeah, I probably would too. I think you go 15 and 0, win the national title, the Heisman and go number one. You're probably, probably the best. But how do you, Vince like, how do you, I would probably put up there. How do you not say like Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. That's the thing is he's like, just did he like just Cam play on a great team? Truly one season. That's the one, thing. That's the thing you can't say about season. Cam though. Or that would be a pro for Cam. Is like, was that Auburn team? Auburn team that good? No. Like the Joe Burrow LSU team is an is an NFL All Star team. Yeah. It was Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Clyde Edwards Hilaire was back there. I think Devin White was on the team. Elite at all positions. Was 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 Cam on Auburn when they had like? uh, Cadillac Williams was he on that team? I mean, it nobody came out of that Auburn team to have any success in the NFL other than Cam. Like, that's why I think he's a step above. Also, Florida when they had Tebow, that was an Aaron Hernandez team as well. That was Percy Harvin, Aaron Hernandez. I mean, you know, surrounded by superstars. So I would probably put Cam number one, Burrow top three. I think I think know, Reg, Reggie Bush and me. Young would be my others. Yeah. Vince Young's 05 season culminating in the, the championship against USC. Probably the one of the best individual seasons. Maybe the best individual game I've seen uh, a player have at the college level. But it was cool to see that recap because, you know, M- Manziel is one of those guys that kind of would be forgotten if they didn't do things like this. Like I bet he still like gets this a, just because... quite a bit of money to, like, show up places. 
And they ended it really weird, right? They weren't like, now he's in a better place and he does They're this. Like, no, They're like, no, he's golfing no, in he the rain in Scottsdale. Yeah. You're like, what is the moral of the story? There's no moral of the story here. They're like, he's still bipolar and has problems and lives in Scottsdale and does nothing. You're like, oh. I wonder, like, I wonder, not like, though, I wonder though, like, is he still, like, does he still have money? Like. Or did he blow it all? Yeah. That was crazy when his, his friend from high school was like, yeah, we fabricated this. That, I didn't that know that. family had like millions. I was like, like, wow. I'm just, he's I like, bought I'm just a that. guy. Like, I'm just his friend. And I'm like, uh, all right, time to create the story. <laughs> no, you know what the saddest part of the whole thing was like when his friend was like, yeah, he hasn't talked to me in like forever. Right. Like since he, since he got to like the draft process and the, in the, his draft people were telling mm-hmm. him like, you know, your friend is like a liability. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, he didn't go the Maverick nope. Carter route of clinging. <laughs> he got kicked right out. Yeah, that was a crazy one, man. I love when Netflix does those series and then obviously Hard Knocks coming up. The premiere is actually tonight. That's following the I'll Jets. I'll probably watch it. You tonight, actually when I'm up. Yeah, you're you're thinking uh yeah, you'll between two and four AM is when you probably you'll mix watch it in it, with like one uh, of your shifts. Who else is who's playing tonight in soccer? I don't even know. What is it, uh, Jamaica and Colombia or something? Yeah, get one of those games in. I, I mean, I have. I've been, you know, supporting the soccer. When you're up at 3 a.m., you know, yeah. Speaking of soccer, how about All right, man. It was... Damn. Oh, like my Seven God. goals in, like, so, four games, whatever it is. <laughs> we were at Prices Right yesterday, and in one of the intermissions, Drew Carey goes, I don't, because someone goes, go Browns, because he's a big Cleveland guy. He goes, I don't really watch much football anymore. He goes, I own part of the Seattle Sounders, so all I watch is soccer these days. And he goes, if everyone just bets the over two and a half on every uh, Inter-Miami game, they're just going to win millions of dollars. Because he's like, Messi is going to score two or three on his I, own I thought, every I'm not, game. I didn't, I'm like, I didn't That's think a little Messi excessive. was washed. But I thought, like, he's not, like, the prime Messi coming to MLS. Like he, that- Right. He's 36. But, like, he's the best player in the league, like, by a mile? Is he? By a mile. Yeah. Not like, even close. I mean, so I'm used you to know. soccer, like, not not very many goals being scored. And he's got, what, seven? <laughs> in, like, three games. Like, I just, my, my takeaway it's is, like, like, how bad is the MLS? Like, what are we doing? What Messi's stage of where he is right now is, like, Rodgers in 2020 and 2021 where he's old but he's still so clearly the MVP like the best player in the league that it's like honestly it had me looking like when does he come to San Jose oh good luck when he comes to LA those tickets were like 30 bucks each now they're like 500 bucks each when he was coming to LA it's insane people will pay anything to see that guy luckily Jamie and I saw him from the front row in Barcelona in 2017 saw him score a goal uh, when they played Real Madrid. We were at a game. It was the Spanish Super Cup 2017. Messi scored. Ronaldo scored. Ronaldo took his shirt off after he scored and got a Push red off. card. And Jamie still didn't like soccer after That's that. Bad. And I was like, okay, I give up. Yeah, I'm like, I give up. Ronaldo was basically nude right there. And you were like, eh, take it or leave it. I'm like, okay. I guess if they, if that's not enough to do it. Soccer's got no card, chance if that's, two... if that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Good to catch up. Good to get the pod back. We're back. Uh, for a, a second season. Um, we'll be back next week to preview the AFC and NFC East as we get closer to week one. 
I'm pumped for this new season. Can't wait to start talking Vikings and Niners, but we got to plow through all the other teams uh, as we get our loyal listeners ready for a new season of NFL football. Thanks for joining us again on the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast, and we will see you next time. Oh, my God.